Welcome back to the Beat the Drum Podcast, Episode 3, Baseball is Back. This week, I am joined by Luke and Mason once more. How's it going, guys? I'm doing good. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about the recently dropped Pakoda predictions for the MLB season and who we think is going to make the World Series. And we're going to follow that up by talking about J.J. Watt and his impending free agency on a short one this week. So... I'm going to start off here with uh, the Pakoda predictions and the World Series. Um, as most people know, all three of us are Phillies fans, and the Phillies are projected to be third in the National League East this year after bringing back JT and DD Gregorius. Most of these predictions I don't feel like are correct, personally. Um, no. I don't think the Mets win the East. I don't think the Brewers win the Central. I don't think the Astros win the West. I don't think the Twins win the Central. And I guess the Yankees probably win the East. This season should be very interesting coming off last year, only having 60 games, the expanded playoff, tons of rule changes. We talked last week about different rules that are going to be carrying into this season. And so for this year, I personally feel like we're going to get a rematch of the 2017 World Series between the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think the Astros took really? a hit this year. Yeah, I thought the Astros took a hit this year. They lost George Springer. But I feel like they're going to be on a revenge tour of sorts. People are going to be pissed when the Astros come to town. And I feel like the Astros might use that fire and use that, like, the booing and all this other junk that's going to be thrown their way. And I feel like they're going to fuel that to another run. And then we all know the Dodgers. I don't even need to explain the Dodgers. But the Dodgers are just absolutely stacked. They do have the Padres to worry about this year. But when it comes down to it, I think... Playing the Rockies, Giants, and Diamondbacks as much as they do, the Dodgers will feast. So, yeah, I think what you saw from that playoff run last year, they definitely, they definitely have what it takes to go on another run. I think, I think it really shocked people when they really, when they were under five hundred, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, they were. And then they went on that run in the playoffs. Everybody was like, "What the heck is going on?" So I think I could see it happening, honestly. And I mean, with the Astros, like the core of their team is still there. And they went on that run with, like, Jose Altuve was playing trash. Correa didn't really turn it on until the postseason. They dealt with some injuries. I mean, the core of that team is still there. And while they might not be cheating like they were, possibly, um, and they do lose lose George Springer, they do have a couple of young prospects that can be called up. And I'm not really sure if they signed anybody, but I feel like the Astros are just still a team that, like, you just can't put away. What do you think, Luke? I think that the Astros... They're they're gonna be good. Sadly, I don't I don't like that they're gonna be good. But if Altuve can figure out whatever was going on last season, the Astros are gonna be good because he is gonna be now the main piece with George Springer gone. Uh, so I I could definitely see them going to the World Series. The AL really isn't. They don't have a big thing. I mean, you could say the Yankees, but they're always there. Um, but I'm gonna say something right now. The Mets are extremely overrated just because they have Lindor. And did they get another pitcher? Um, I don't think they signed any big-name guys, but I do think they added a couple veterans. Yeah, and, and they, they really didn't work on their weak point, which was the bullpen. Because you, yeah, you could have DeGrom go eight innings, but as soon as their bullpen hits, it's not as bad as the Phillies was last year. But their bullpen is atrocious. And I'm also going to say, the Nationals, they're overrated as well. I feel like Juan Soto is not going to be able to carry them. I still feel like that they are 
up this high because of their World Series run. And then I, I feel like Atlanta's gonna gonna take the East anyway. Well, while I agree that Atlanta probably wins the division because I think they're the most sound team, I don't think you can dismiss Washington because their starting staff is still filthy. They oh, still yeah. have they're, Scherzer, they're they still five. have Corbin, they have Strasburg. I mean, if Juan Soto yeah. has the MVP season like people are predicting, Trey Turner, another solid player, uh, Luis, uh, Luis Garcia is probably going to have a full season. I think the Nationals are going to be a threat. And I feel like the Mets, while they might be a little overrated, I do think they got a lot better than they were last year. They upgraded a catcher with James McCann. 100%. Obviously, they everybody knows about Lindor. Lindor is gonna, I mean, unless he struggles, because a lot of times when a guy will switch conferences, uh, they struggle against new pitching that they aren't too used to. So unless Lindor struggles, I feel like he'll probably have a top ten season, an All Star caliber year. Um, the National League East is just always a slugfest, and personally, I don't think it's gonna get decided until the last month of the season. I feel like people are discounting the Phillies because they pretty much just brought back the same team with a couple of smaller additions. But the Phillies should have made the playoffs. They honestly should have won the division last season if their bullpen hadn't been the second worst in baseball history. Yeah. So I think the Phillies can be in it. And I think this this prediction's over uh, overshorting the Marlins just a bit. Oh, 100%. I, I think the Marlins have some good young players. I do think last year they took advantage of the short, shortened <clears throat> season. They had the COVID thing that went on that really busted up the schedule in the beginning. I feel like the Marlins just aren't like, I feel like the Marlins are looking to take the next step and not necessarily take a step back. Agreed. But, I also, I also think that the NL East is the hardest division. So you won't see somebody going a hundred wins or even up there in the, the high nineties. Like they have the Mets because even though that like most of the wins come from your division opponents, and so if we say it's 50-50 between all the division, like opponents and everything, you're not going to have like an extremely high-ranking team, which is going to make the NL Yeah, I think it'll be hardest. a close run <laughs> down the stretch, especially because all those teams are going to be competing against each other. Personally, I would rank it in the East. Atlanta won. Uh, New York and Washington probably fighting for two and three throughout the whole season. And then, honestly, if I had to say, I would probably put Miami at four just because they've owned the Phillies. So I could see them winning a bunch of those games and kind of edging them out at the end of the season. But as a Phillies fan, honestly, I see their peak at maybe a top two finish. And then, obviously, the floor could be last place, honestly, pretty easily with this how tough this division is. It'll be a really tight run down the stretch. No, I agree. So we heard me say I think Astros-Dodgers at a rematch would be a very anticipated matchup. Mason, what do you think? Who are you leaning towards in the National League and the American League to go make a run this year? So obviously in the National League, I got to go with the Dodgers. They haven't much lost much this offseason. Their biggest loss was Justin Turn- Turner to free agency. Well, he just obviously, resigned, actually. Oh, did they really? Yeah. All right. So they, yeah, they haven't lost anyone, and they added a huge name in Trevor Bauer. Um, so in, they're just the team to beat this year. They have been. They have eight straight NLS titles. I mean, there's not much else you could say. It's just the Dodgers. They're the team to beat. Uh, and then out of the AL, I I like the White Sox. I think they're the second betting odd favorite in the AL behind the Yankees, obviously. Uh, the one thing have is that they're, they don't have – they didn't have a lot of noise this offseason. They haven't really had many big signings. They signed Liam Hendricks 
who dominated them in the playoffs uh, on the Astros, ended up knocking them out. I think it'll be a pretty good acquisition. And they have a lot of rising young stars. Uh, this will be their first year. Last year was kind of like a shock. This will be their first year coming in as I think some people think they're contenders. I think what you put up right now, having them at third is kind of ridiculous. I could see them maybe no, coming I, second, I, I but in that division, I think they're they're winning that division. So yeah, I like them. They're a little bit of a sleeper, but like I said, they're still the second uh, second best betting odds in the AL. And so I got Dodgers, White Sox in the World Series. Very that. nice. And I, I like your point on how Chicago is definitely being underrated in this list. The Indians traded their best player in Lindor and pretty much lost like most of their like they they lost Carlos Santana like they lost some of their prime pieces and I feel like Kansas City is going to be a lot better than they were last year. Detroit's probably probably still a bottom feeder. Uh, Minnesota, I personally don't think they're that good. I mean, they've made the playoffs the last couple of years, still haven't won a playoff game. I think if it comes down to it, I think Chicago probably has enough firepower beat Minnesota late in the season, possibly even by the trade deadline, half first place of that division. So I like that pick. I personally would love to see the White Sox back in the World Series. And now Luke, yeah, I think that'll be I think that'll be a fun team too. All I, the young guys. I agree. So Luke, who do you think? Who do you got going to the World Series this this upcoming season? I out of the NL, I have the Dodgers as a lock just because they're the Dodgers and their only competitor would be uh the Padres. But so if they're not in the um, the NLCS, it's going to be very upsetting if that's not a a nice stretch there. But I, I do see the Dodgers coming out because the Padres are a very young team. They don't have too much playoff experience. And even though that they increased at pitching, um, I still feel like the Dodgers, with their rotation and their, uh, their bullpen, they're going to be so much better. And out of the AL, it could really be a toss-up. Um, like last year you had the Rays come out, um, but you could, you could honestly see the Yankees. I feel like Minnesota is going to be good. Um, Chicago, Chicago White Sox, they were my one. Um, but yeah, it's either between Chicago or Houston. All right. I, like I think that. I like last that. year was also just really weird. Like you saw teams kind of like the Twins, the Orioles, the Marlins, the yeah. Orioles. So I think this year is almost going to be like a wake-up call, and I think some things are definitely going to be unexpected just yeah. based on last season. My sleeper pick is Kansas City, though. Not not as World Series, but I feel like they're going to do pretty well. <laughs> I I would agree. I think Kansas City made some moves to acquire some veteran players. I personally think the Mariners might make a run this year. Uh, hmm. Kyle Lewis coming off the Rookie of the Year. They have a couple young guys. They just brought back James Paxton. I feel like the Mariners, like, they could probably take advantage of Texas. The Athletics lost Marcus Simeon. I feel like the A's just really just find themselves in this loop where they compete for a couple years, and then they're down for a couple years because they can't bring back any of their best players. And then the Angels, poor Mike Trout. I don't know if he'll ever get back to the playoffs. But I, I feel like the Mariners could honestly make a little bit of a play for their wild card run there. Yeah, if the Mariners yeah. can call up um, either one of their top prospects, because they have two within the top five, if I'm not wrong, and they're projected to be studs. They're, Mariners are going to be a, a fierce team. All right. So then... Our second and final topic for this week's episode is going to be J.J. Watt. 
Watt was released earlier last week by the Houston Texans in a move that some people were a little caught off guard by, but for the most part, it was a move that was very pre- predictable. Um, J.J. Watt is is the Houston Texans. I feel like when you think of the Texans, you think of J.J. Watt and everything he's done for not only the team, but the city of Houston in general. Um, they, they will certainly miss him, but the team's definitely heading into a rebuild, which makes trading Deshaun Watson all that more plausible. J.J. Watt, I feel like, is still a very solid player. He could definitely help a contending team. There's a lot of different teams that are throwing their names in the hat. Uh, I'll start with Luke. Where do you think J.J. Watt was will end up in this offseason? So this morning, news came out that J.J. Watt was considering the Browns. Now, the Browns, they do have an amazing line. I will say that. Um... But if you think about it, the Browns aren't winning anything anytime soon. They're playing in one of the hardest divisions in the AFC. You have the Steelers, you have the Ravens, and the Bengals are going to be up and coming. But when you also think about it, they have the Bills to play in the playoffs and the Chiefs. So they're not going to be getting anywhere close to the Super Bowl. So I feel like... Uh, I disagree. I feel like the Browns could definitely take a step forward next year. And they only five points away, five points away from the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. I mean, it does help that Mahomes went down. This but is at the same time, the Browns won a playoff game for the first time in decades. They they are drafting in the top ten, which is like absolutely shocking. Baker Mayfield looked good. They have a two headed running attack, which was one of the best running. Uh, back combos in the league. Their defense is solid. They do need a couple pieces, and Watt would really fill that role. Having him on one end and Miles Garrett on the other would be ridiculous. But do that'd you? Be, but do you think? Great. Do you think that the Browns could beat the Chiefs in the playoffs or the Bills? Well, I don't think anybody could beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Uh, what Tampa did was amazing. Until and uh, until the Chiefs, until the Chiefs aren't the dominant force in the AFC, I don't think anybody beats them. But I don't really fear Buffalo if I'm Cleveland. I mean, what did Buffalo do? Buffalo just needs to get their running game intact, and then they'll be they'll be fine. I think they need well, then, to improve their defense. But oh yeah, wasn't Odell also out for like the entire season? I know he yeah, struggled, yeah, but, but oh, like to have a talent like that, and now they're talking about trading him. You can get a lot back for that, and maybe get some even younger prospects in there, or is. just trade him for some assets. I completely agree. I think Odell is a great. I think Odell is an X factor, and I feel like this offense under uh, Kevin Stefanski, like they finally like realized toward the end of the season what their identity was, and they were putting up some numbers on teams. So now you add Odell back into that mix, and Baker is much more confident as a quarterback. I feel like that. I feel like the Browns could easily win the AFC North next year. And I know there's only one bye, so they probably don't get the bye. But I think they could very easily play a softer opponent in Week One and maybe. Maybe I'm going to run there. It's possible. But. but in the end, I feel like J.J. Watt is just going to end up going to the Steelers because if you're in your final, let's say, three years, you, you want to be with your brothers and all. And I feel like the Steelers don't bring, bring back uh, Bud Dupree because they uh, they drafted a really good guy to play outside linebacker. And J.J. Watt will fill the rushing role. Amazing. Mason, what do you think there? So for this segment, I set it up with three different teams. 
So I talked about odds-on favorite, in my opinion. I talked about a team that I would hate to see him go to, a team that I would love. So we'll talk about the odds-on favorite to start. I agree with Luke. I think it's the Steelers. I think betting odds, it's the odds-on favorite. I think it makes the most sense. He would join his brothers. He'd be happy in Pittsburgh, all that stuff. And also, he doesn't need to take on a heavy role right away. He's been coming off a lot of injuries. I feel like he's a little bit past the prime of his career. And obviously, that pass rush is amazing. We saw it this year. So he really wouldn't have to take on that big of a role and kind of just slide on and come up in big moments, but not have all the weight on his shoulders. Right. So the team that I talk, talk about that I would hate to see him go to, which I know there's a lot of teams, like pretty much everyone has their, their name in the mix. Uh, one team that I saw was the Cowboys. Obviously, I have a personal hatred for the Cowboys. I would hate to see J.J. Watt go there. The reason I think it's not a good idea is the Cowboys had the worst defense in the league last year. Obviously, he would make a big impact on that, but I think he would have to take a heavier load compared to going to Pittsburgh. And the reason that I think it would make sense, even though I hate the Cowboys and would hate to defend them, is that the main reason is he would stay in Texas. He wouldn't have to move very far, which I know for some players means a lot. He already has himself established in the state, so it wouldn't be that much of a difference. It would kind of make sense. The team that I would love him to go to personally is the Titans. I have a soft spot for the Titans. I, I, I hate to cut you off right now, Mason, but yes. uh, some news just got released that the Titans GM, John Robinson, is in contact with J.J. Watt as we speak. So here we go. The Titans. So obviously this is my personal love. Um, I like the Titans as a team. I think they need a pass rusher. They're in the market for it. And as Luke just said, the GM is obviously pursuing it. And the reason I think it doesn't make sense for him to go there is the Titans had a terrible pass rush. They had a league worst 14 sacks last year. And I think it, it pretty much Derrick Henry carried the entire team defense and offense, in my opinion. That's fair. You see, I think you guys are both overplaying the Steelers thing. I don't think the Watt brothers weren't on the Steelers. I don't think anybody would have him going there. Oh, um, no, not at all. I understand wanting to play with your brothers. Like, that could be a very cool thing. But at the same time, why would the Steelers go out? Like, you talk about how the Steelers drafted a young guy and that they would let Bud Dupree go, theoretically, to sign J.J. Watt. But I feel like J.J. Watt's not taking a pay cut. He's definitely going to command some money. So... Overall, financially, I feel like the difference between re-signing Bud Dupree and re-signing J.J. Watt wouldn't be too dramatic. And Bud Dupree's been there for a while. He's been one of their best players. I feel like you would want to treat your own guy a little bit more than bringing in an outsider. And obviously that would please TJ, but, I mean, you're not in the business of pleasing each other. You're in the business of winning championships. And I feel like while the Titans would be a great fit for him, especially because they had no pass rush, and on top of that, he might want to get back at the Texans. They're in the same division. Mm. And this that could be a way for him to play his former team two times a year and stick it to him. Be like, this is what happens when you don't you don't take care of our, your team. This is what happens when you don't try and contend. This is what happens when you let these jokes run your franchise. And that could be a point where he's going back. He's playing his former team twice a year to prove a point. Um, I think he goes home to Wisconsin and he plays for the Packers. The Packers do need pass rush. Um, it makes sense. If you want to connect him to his brothers, that's fine. If you want to connect him to living where he's been living the last decade in Texas, that's fine. But everybody feels a certain way about their hometown. And 
JJ lived in Wisconsin, grew up in Wisconsin, played for Wisconsin College. I feel like the Packers could be a great fit. He goes to a team with an established quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, and of all the teams we've listed, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback out of all the ones out of all the teams. You have Tannehill, possibly Dak, probably Dak, who knows? And then Ben Roethlisberger. Aaron Rodgers is light years better than all of them. You know the Packers are going to probably win the division. I don't see I really don't see any of the other three teams in the North competing. So you know you're going to the playoffs no matter what. So I think J.J. can go to Green Bay and kind of have a Clay Matthews-type role where he just absolutely ran that defense and everybody else followed suit. I could very easily see J.J. returning back to Wisconsin. Yeah, to go along with like the, the storylines kind of of people trying to piece together where he might go to make it a better story, I saw something that said if he goes to the Browns, you know, he's playing against his brother two times a year. I think that could be really interesting. I think he's a competitive person. He's obviously made some remarks about on social media about hey come talk to me when you have a defensive player of the year i think he he likes getting along with his brothers but he also likes competing with them so i think that would be another interesting storyline that could be and cool. they're another team in the mix it's interesting so hopefully we have some some answers coming up i, I know the league season hasn't the offseason hasn't officially started yet i believe it starts in like early march but that's not going to stop teams from signing players and mm-hmm. making trades and stuff like that. So we should see in the next maybe week or so, two weeks, where J.J. Watt might go. Same with Deshaun Watson. Will he get traded? Will Carson Wentz be traded? Will any of the other quarterbacks on the market get moved? There's a lot of NFL – there's a lot of potential moves that could be made. And if I'm everybody who's listening, I'm turning Adam Schefter's tweet notifications on because I want to be one of the first people to know – what happens but some emergency pods coming up yeah. emergency pod i'm feeling it i feel like carson wentz will be traded by the end of the week yeah and, I hope so. and the broncos just said that they're not in on carson Wentz anymore and also another carson chris carson the seahawks are not looking to re-sign him per the athletic interesting so we shall see where some of these big names end up but this is going to be at the end of the third podcast. Baseball is back. Thanks to Luke and Mason for joining me once again. We will be live again next Tuesday for episode four. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe and check out the website, revolutionsports.org.